0: Will more than two banks fail? Is it time to buy gold? Recently the FDIC took over two banks that were in trouble. Now we have reports that an additional 20 regional banks have an excess of $650 billion in bond losses. The Fed admits that their increase in interest rates have done little to bring inflation under control. They may well increase the amount and frequency of interest rates. Isn't it time to consider gold in your portfolio? From January 1st, 2023 to today, the price of gold is up twice as much as the S&P 500. Go to blacksandwhites.us, click on the gold bar and reach out to Advisors Metals and ask Ira, is gold right for you? Call now, it's important. Welcome to Black and White, a conversation with Dan Perkins. It's time to bring all of us together to talk about the issues that concern us. It's time to hear from people who wanna deal with only the facts. And it's time for you as Americans to re-engage in your right of freedom of speech. It's time for you to join me in the conversation on Blacks and Whites. Welcome back to Black and White and joining us today is Dick Russell. He is the author of a new book that's not quite out yet, but should be out next month, The Real RFK Jr. Trials of a Truth Warrior. Dick, thanks for joining us today. Good to be with you today. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. So. I guess, since I haven't got the I haven't got the book because you can't you can pre-order it, but you can't get it until
1: it, it-, it is available now, by the way. Just oh, it is just,
0: Yes, just yes, okay. cause I thought it was July it was supposed to come out. Uh, nope, June twentieth. ok. all right, so i'll I'll go back on Amazon and get it. Why did you write the book? you know i've I've known Robert Kennedy Jr.
1: Bobby is as many call him, including myself, for more than twenty years. We first uh, got to know each other around environmental issues because I was writing a book about gray whales and another about the Atlantic striped bass, a fish that I'd been very involved in in helping to save. And uh, gray whales I was following the migration and and writing also about a salt works that was planned an industrial salt works in Mexico at the inside the breeding lagoon where they came every year. So Bobby was also involved in these two things, the striped bass situation on the Hudson River, where he was part of the river keepers, and the uh, gray whales for the Natural Resources Defense Council. Uh, he was an attorney at the time for them. So we got to know each other in, in the course of that. I wrote chapters about him in those books and and then did a profile of him for a magazine and and we became friends over time and and we had a lot of common interests and and I finally decided to write a book or write a biography of him. It uh, wasn't his idea or mine initially, but my publisher came to me a year ago in July, I think it was or June of 2022, and asked if I might do it. And my reasoning was he was being so vilified by the media and portrayed as this anti-vaxxer crazy conspiracy theorist on all, on all these issues and and uh i knew that wasn't the case i mean i knew that his his stance on the vaccine question was not that he was anti-vax per se he wanted safe vaccines and to make sure they'd been adequately tested on on uh, uh, as against a placebo before our they, our kids got sh- jabbed in the arm or we did and um, so I, I wanted to write a book that would show that this guy had an amazing environmental record as a lawyer, accomplished incredible things, and also tell the story of, of what he had to overcome in his life to become a guy who was so courageous to get out there and just tell the truth about what he saw.
0: What do you, is there a single thing that you can point to that, that took place during your relationship that made him decide to run for president this time? Well, you know, he's been, he's had
1: many opportunities to run for higher office. So ever since back in 1992, I mean, when he was when he was a lot younger, and he never did it, he could have probably become governor of New York, or certainly attorney general from New York or, or a senator. But he was raising six kids through these years. And uh, he was also out there, you know, talking to thousands of people about environmental issues and quite happy doing that. So he never did it. But in recent times, I think he he just came to realize that, wow, this democracy that we live in is in real peril, and nobody's really addressing why and what we can do about it in an honest way. And so he decided, uh, you know, he's a guy who can work across party lines. He's worked with Republicans all his life and independents to get things done in the environmental field. And uh, he thought, you know, maybe I'm the guy who can unite people and bring them together and heal this terrible divide that we're in in this country.
0: Do you think, are you, just to make sure that you, I understand what you're saying, are you saying that he believed it was more than just the environment, the yeah. environmental issues, that there was something systemically wrong going on in our country in lots of different ways? I think that's
1: absolutely true. And in particular, he has witnessed personally and firsthand, this merger, you know, between corporate and state power, that uh, where where all of these companies and our elected officials and and the administrations are take, captured by these agencies, by whether it's Big Pharma or whether it's, you know, the chemical or oil and gas giants. And, you know, he's he's been seeing this for years. And who was really doing anything about it? I mean, there was no, there, his belief was there needed to be a huge transition in this country that would really benefit regular folks, you know, middle class and people who didn't have anything and not just create 500 new billionaires like we saw during this pandemic. So, yeah, I mean, he he saw a lot that was wrong systemically, and that's what he's been talking about ever since he announced in April that he was going to run.
0: I find it, uh, as a person who's studied politics for over 50 years, uh, I find it fascinating that a man who... Let's say came out of the blue, wasn't on most people's radar as a possible presidential candidate, came on, as you said, in April and now stands within 10, 12 points of favorable rating of the sitting president of the United States. Is he surprised at that? I think he's happy about it and uh, also,
1: uh, you know, doing pretty well in, in raising the funds that you need to make this kind of an effort. Um, his favorability rating, actually, well, this was surprising. I thought pleasantly surprising it was there was there was a poll taken by the Economist magazine and a big website I forget who a couple of weeks ago that showed his favorability rating. That's not a poll about you know who would get elected, who they'd vote for necessarily, but his his favorability rating among voters was higher than either President Biden or Donald Trump. So that meant that a lot of people already were really listening to what he had to say and taking taking it
0: seriously and thinking maybe this guy is gonna, you know, stand up for for me. It was fascinating to me that so quickly after he announced the mainstream media and Democratic politicians went after him and tried to quickly knock him out of the race as not a viable candidate. Did that surprise him that the Democrats turned on him? I don't think
1: it surprised him, but I think he was, you know, I, I think the ex, the extremity of it hurt him, certainly, uh, just as a person. But I don't know that, you know, he's been maligned for a long time. People are scared of him. I mean, because, you know, he has told the truth about a lot of things, including the public health issues that that most people didn't want to hear about. I mean, most people in power anyway. So, yeah, he's he's uh, he's somebody who's who's I think reaching people and we'll reach more and more, even if they even if they don't let him into the debates, we could talk about that. And there may not be any debates if President Biden has his way. Yeah, I, I think it's uh, I think the anyway, I'll, that's all I can say about it this moment.
0: Okay, I, I would, I think I'm correct that the Democratic National Committee is not going to have any primary debates.
1: Right. That's what they've said. And uh, they've moved the primaries around. So New Hampshire isn't the first one that
0: president biden's going to be taking part in are you saying that if he were to get the nomination then joe biden wouldn't have to worry about whether he was going to be in a presidential debate if joe biden doesn't get the nomination and mr kennedy is the democratic nominee he would uh, i think he would relish the opportunity to, to debate whoever the republican nominee is
1: oh yeah for sure he would and i think he would welcome the opportunity to debate President Biden or any other Democratic candidate because uh, he's a really smart guy and a very effective debater. And that's why, you know, a lot of most nobody will do it. (laughs) I mean, you know, they know that that he'd probably eat their lunch. And uh, so, you know, now that the primaries have been shifted around, it's very likely, I would think, if he is the only candidate running in New Hampshire, and he is, or Iowa, where he is, that, you know, he's going to have a good showing in those primaries and people will turn out and vote for him, even if, you know, he's the only candidate or he and Mariana Williams are the only candidates.
0: Do you think that he is topped out in terms of his favorability rating and his, and his, his desirability as president hit around 20, 21, 22%, but hasn't moved up any further? Is he not gaining any more support or what's going on?
1: Well, you know, I think he's he just did a town hall meeting the other night a gathering where people were able to ask him questions. He did this in Chicago for an hour and a half and it got a lot of attention. He's been getting more press attention. Still, most of it negative, but not entirely. And he's doing an awful lot of podcasts and some big ones. You know, he's been he's been on with uh, Elon Musk. He's been on with Joe Rogan, the biggest of all. And uh, so he's reaching a lot of people. And I don't think the recent polls necessarily reflect those uh, appearances. So um,
0: we'll just have to see. But I don't think he's topped out for sure. Does he have? we, we got about a, a minute or so left in this segment, uh, but we've got more to come. Uh, do you think that he's, and maybe you can't answer it, uh, but that's okay. I'll ask it anyway. Do you think he thinks that Mr. Biden really doesn't have the the strength, the stamina, and the and the brain power to be? hold the office of president
1: you know he he has not come out and and criticized president biden in that way in terms of his his age i think you know that's been shown uh quite a bit that that he's not as sharp as bobby kennedy or perhaps any of the other candidates too uh because he's he's getting up there and he would be 86 let's say he, he ran and got a second term and lived and he'd be 86 by the time that term ended and you know that's that's really up there in years for anybody to have to hold that that kind of an office and be traveling all over the world and and you know he's not young and Bobby is 69 but he's in really good shape physically like he, he were, I don't know what president Biden does does he work out or not but Bobby works out every day goes to the gym takes these long hikes in the morning and does meditation on his on his walks going up into the hills near his home and and he's uh, he's in good shape so you know it's not that it isn't tiring for him. I mean, I saw him recently and he's coming off the road and he's out there all the time, you know, talking to the, talking to the public and doing these podcasts. And, and that's not easy, but um, I think, you know, he's, he's somebody who's got the stamina. How do his children feel about him running for president? They're supportive of him. They've shown up at many of the events. Um, Kids are all great. They're doing different things. Um, And so you know, And his wife as well, Cheryl Hines, the actress, has has definitely supported him right from the beginning that this is what he wanted to do. And uh, so she's right. She doesn't go to all the events, but she's she's very busy in her own right. But uh, his family, the immediate family, is definitely behind him.
0: He has some uh, extended members of his family that serve in the Biden administration as ambassadors. Members of
1: his extended family, and
0: most, many of his siblings
1: uh, disagree with him on the the stance he's taken on public health and vaccines and sometimes have been very vocal about it. Um, he says, you know, he respects their views, um, doesn't feel like they hate each other. I don't think they do, but, but they're definitely not coming out and, and uh, fighting for his campaign, most of them.
0: We've been speaking with uh, Dick Russell, who's the author of the new book, The Real RFK Jr. Trials of a Truth Warrior. And you said it's available now.
1: Yes, you can get it on Amazon and hopefully in bookstores and through the publisher, Skyhorse. So I'm hoping uh, people will read it and get an accurate picture
0: of who Bobby is. We're going to be right back with uh, Dick in just a moment. Inflation for most people is causing them to use their credit cards to try and make up for income shortfalls. How big is this problem? In the second quarter of 2022, Americans added $46 billion to their credit card balances. Some of that could be you. The Federal Reserve Consumer Credit Report showed that the rate of interest on credit cards went from 14.56 to 16.65%. Those Americans struggling with credit card debt saw their delinquency rates escalate from 1.66% to 1.81%. The Cambridge Debt Consolidation Program may be able to help you reduce the interest rates by two-thirds and cut your time to pay off the debt from 30 years to as little as five years. If you're struggling and you want professional and objective help getting your credit house in order, then call 1-855-435-2066 or go to the website. Welcome back. We're speaking with Dick Russell, the author of the new book, which is available now at Amazon, The Real RFK Jr. Trials of a truth warrior, uh, Dick. I want to I want to drill down a little bit on on Mr. Kennedy. We we know he's an environmentalist, and he's spent a lot of time in his adult life on environmental issues. But as you said to me in the first part of this discussion, there are things beyond just the environment that um, are bothering him that that he thinks has uh, put the country in jeopardy so so my question would be is let's move away from the environmental issues and the and the vaccines and those issues and look at the look at the rest of the the country and the economy what 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 are the things that are important to him that he thinks as president he needs to change
1: well i think one is certainly that he's he's going to be out there fighting for the middle class which he sees as disappearing in this country and as the divide between rich and poor has, has gotten bigger and bigger and, and you know he's, he's sensitive to how people live and feel i mean he, he's gone out there and visited folks in their communities he was recently took a group of kids uh, from compton and central la out to the mountains and introduced them to nature and and uh you know he's he's uh, doing doing he's doing a lot of that visiting with people as well to find out what they're what, what do they need? What are they bothered by? And, and one thing that he feels is, is really not right is the amount of money that uh, the, the military industrial complex is pouring into, uh, his, into the Ukraine war. And not that he would cut it all off, but he feels like you know, he would, he'd be the peace candidate. He's talked about that. He wants to end that war as soon as possible. And, and he feels like the Russians uh, would come to the table he doesn't like Putin, but, you know, he's, he's seen things that he can help uh, do that. And then there could be a lot more money available to put into infrastructure in this country, which is crumbling, uh, the lead problem in our schools with the kids, uh, all kinds of things. So that's one issue he's taken on. He's also gone to the border. Uh, he feels like, you know, we need to really revamp our immigration policy. Um, and in that way, he's similar in some ways to what the Republicans have called for, but He wants to put more money into legal immigration, because he's been so appalled when he's been to the border about the fact that really, people have no idea, but it's Mexican drug cartels are running a lot of things down there, especially what he saw in Yuma, Arizona. And uh, that's what he wants to put a stop to is people from all these different countries pouring across that are basically working for the cartels and funneling more fentanyl into this country that's killing our kids
0: the last report i saw and it's probably three or four months old from the uh border and customs said that illegals crossing the border have come from at least 85 countries yeah i i don't understand how the mexican government is allowing and you may have answered the question the mexican government isn't in power the cartels are in power if you don't shut down the border i mean i i I get a lot of heat for what I'm about to tell you, but maybe you won't get I won't maybe I won't get any heat from you. I am amazed at the women's movement in the United States, who is absolutely dead silent about the women and girls that are raped on the caravans coming from South America all the way across Mexico and then into the United States and are sold into as sex slaves. They're not talking about it. Nothing. And and yet. We're, we're just, we're, we're abusing young girls and and women uh, as border crossings, and it's clearly the cartels that are doing that. And it's clearly China that is supplying the fentanyl base, which goes to the cartels in Mexico and is brought across the border. What, what, what is his feeling about our relationship with China?
1: Well, he has pointed that out, that that is happening. And he's, he's also pointed out the terrible abuses that women and others are suffering when they come across the border. And uh, so that's what he wants to put a stop to. Um, he feels in terms of China that what we need to be doing is talking with them. <laughs> that has not been happening with the Biden administration. Uh, that they've been really a sort of, a, it's been very isolated in terms of, and he, he would like to have, a, have meetings with President, you know, with Premier Xi, uh, talk to him about the fact that yes we could compete economically in a real way but not uh, let's let's get away from this this war footing that seems to be ramping up over taiwan for example so he again he's talking about dialogue and debate and discussion and that's what we are not seeing in this country is the way he sees it and the way
0: i see it too do you think he feels that china has been manipulating the united states and we've been letting them do it? I I don't know exactly.
1: I think that, well, in the case of just the one subject, which is where the virus came from, which has now been pretty much, we're talking about COVID, uh, pretty much established that it emanated from a lab in Wuhan, China, that Mm -hmm. was funded in part by the United States, by the National Institutes of Health, to do this gain-of-function research, which was about creating pathogenic viruses that were more uh supposedly for defensive purposes so natural so uh, by that i'm saying that you know china China is now they've never really given up their files on this
0: does he have a uh if 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 he were to be elected president and he walks in the oval office after the inauguration is there something he would sign or something that he needs to do he think he needs to do right away or what's going to be his demeanor
1: Oh, I think he'll be ready to take action on on a number of different fronts. Um, You know, from everything from from what's going on in the Ukraine to one thing he's talked about recently, actually, which I think is, is very interesting, is is federal legislation on marijuana. He would he thinks it should be legalized federally. And then the money from that, the tax money be used to fund really important things like mental health centers for troubled kids. Uh, and to get in, who don't necessarily need these psycho- psychotropic drugs to, uh, to become you know, what they need to be in life. and so that's one thing um, that he has talked about. I forget at the moment, um, he said he would do a number of things when he, when he took office, and, and, and I don't know if he would do it through executive orders. he'd certainly
0: do it through through dialogue people on both sides of the aisle. You know it's interesting, speaking of executive orders, the president didn't have a very good week. Uh, this week on on affirmative action and also on college loans no Uh, how does how does uh, Mr. Kennedy feel about the idea of forgiving 460 billion dollars worth of college loans well I don't know that he puts that figure on it but I know he
1: is in favor of of forgiving student loans in a real a real way and 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 not putting an extra burden on people he's, he feels an education I think he just said it in a on his Twitter feed you know education of the young is is vitally important and, and our public schools are failing and something's got to be done about that so um, I, I, he's definitely not happy with what the Supreme Court just did
0: and what is what is uh, what is his feeling about the job that uh, President Biden has done so far
1: he's not happy with it he feels like uh, President Biden's policies are misguided in a, in a, on a number of fronts. And, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's willing to say that. And that's why he's running for president.
0: You know, we had uh, the Department of Fish and Game uh, last week issue orders that you can't use lead sinkers on fishing lines or lead bullets in shotguns to hunt or fish on federal lands. Hmm. Didn't know about that. Yeah. Well it it uh, it it caused quite a quite a ruckus, and it looks like they might pull that back and and rethink that. I mean, that's that seems to be uh, seems to be the 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 operating procedure of the Biden administration. They throw something out and they wait and see what the reaction to it is. If nobody complains, they leave it alone. If people enough people complain, they take a real hard look at it, and many times they capitulate and pull it back. Uh, not not a very productive way to uh, to to run a country and legislate.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, that's politics, isn't it? But the thing that's interesting about Bobby is he's never been in politics per se. You know, he's 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 running very independently of of that and of that kind of money, which is, you know, I mean, look at the lobbyist situation in Washington. I mean, it's 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 out of control. And the biggest lobbyists of all are the pharmaceutical companies, who basically own, you know, a lot of uh, legislators, and have run so many ads on TV now that uh, they they pretty much own the uh, the news networks too. And that never used to be allowed before 1986. They weren't allowed to advertise on TV. New Zealand's the only other country that allows that, by the way. And that's one thing Bobby has said he would stop. Actually, yeah. As soon as he came into office, he would shut down the the ability of pharmaceutical companies to. Uh, through the FCC to, to advertise on TV.
0: Yeah, I, I read that, that article about uh, only one other nation allows uh, advertising for pharmaceutical products on television and uh, we get inundated with it uh, yep. in the United States. Um, what's the chances, even if he were to be elected, that he can fight the lobbyists, lobbyists successfully?
1: you know who knows but i know he would try and he would try much harder than anybody is exhibiting right now because the lobbying power of these huge industrial complexes is just out of control and and you know they they even lobby the supreme court justices and and successfully you know and they they take money from these companies and that's what we've been seeing seeing lately so i think that that's a big big problem that the corporate capture of of our country. It has nothing to do with free market capitalism. It's basically socialism for the rich and, for the, and these big corporations. And uh, I think you would do everything you could to end that.
0: Last question before we go. Um, it's pretty uh, evident that the social media had tremendous influence in the most recent presidential campaign, and even in the midterm election. Um, they've grown extremely powerful. What does Mr. Kennedy feel about what needs to be, if anything, done to to that communication structure? He has said he would call everybody
1: together, all these big companies, Facebook and and Google and Instagram, and and have a meeting in the Oval Office right away about their impact. Uh, Certainly, you know, their impact on kids and how kids are really addicted to their cell phones. And cell phones some can also cause uh, some serious injuries, neurodevelopmental injuries if, if they're overused, and also the censorship that's been going on. I mean, he found himself uh, during the pandemic kicked off of, of Instagram, which is owned by Facebook, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, for his supposed anti-vax views. And, and, you know, he couldn't, I mean, he's been censored for years, and he's a First Amendment guy who is going to fight to, you know, allow people freedom of speech. And he's a direct victim of that, you know, through the... Uh, through, through Facebook and 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 other uh, forms of social media, so he, he he'd talk about those
0: things with the companies right away. We've been having a wonderful conversation, insightful conversation into Robert F. Kennedy Jr. with Dick Russell, talking about his relationship with R.F.K. Jr. and his new book, "The Real R.F.K. Jr.: Trials of a Truth Warrior," which is available at Amazon or your bookstores. Richard, thank you for joining us today. Thanks so much, I've really enjoyed talking with you. Uh, my pleasure, we'll be right back. We are Americans, male and female, from many races and cultures from all over the world. One thing above all else is we are patriots who protect our nation and defend when necessary our constitution from attacks both foreign and domestic. Today as American patriots we must take back our country from those who want to destroy it and us. We must start by taking back our children and their education. Parents, not union, should be in charge of our children's education. We must be sure that they are taught about the greatness of America and its people. Our children should not be indoctrinated with the belief that parents are racist and are evil and trying to destroy the world. As patriots, we must take back our country from foreign nations who want to destroy us and our way of life. Yes, as patriots, we want America to be first. We want an open and fair trade policy, energy independence, safe cities, and secure borders where we can grow and prosper as a nation of free people. Become an American patriot. Help take back America by voting Republican in the November. Thank you for joining us today, and we'd like to hear your comments or questions, so go to BWRadioNetwork.com. That's DWRadioNetwork.com and give us your questions or comments. And thanks for
1: joining us today.